Welcome to another episode of Talk Hard. Long awaited, guys. It's been since April 17th since one of these things came out. And I think uh, I think the fans have waited long enough. And we're all in the same room together. So say hi to the fans. It's going to be audio quality ecstasy That's for right. everybody out there. So I'm your host, Alan Martin, with me, as always, Scott Stafford. Hey, everybody. And Todd Sheen. Todd Hard here. Todd Hard, which was the name of our last episode. Um, Guys, it's been over a month since we've gotten together and talked, so just to let uh, the listeners in on what's been going on with us, I just thought we would kind of go around and say what we've been up to lately. So, uh, one of you guys want to say what you've been up to the last month? Todd, you love the month of May, so why don't you go first? May's a good month. Uh, Well, for you. Um, it used to be good. Well, it's it's a good month. It's it's still a good month. It's good to be walking around up upright. So, um, but um, you know, just um, big milestone for you and I last yep. uh, Thursday. I say I, you and I, we didn't. Well, we kind of did. We helped with the milestone, right? But, but both of our daughters graduated high school last week, so it was a. It's been a busy month for us. Plus, Todd works at. Center College, and got to participate in their graduation all month long. So I had I got two commencements in one week. <laughs> oh wow! So if you can top that, just let me know. So that's what that's what Todd's been up to. I'd like to say too, not to brag or anything, but um, highest honors for both of those gals, right? They did get to stand Big up. Shout with out their to gold them. cords draped around their necks, and so. and and four. Four-time forensic champs. champions. <laughs> yeah, it's a little pat on the back for us as dads. We did something right. Yeah, yeah. Because any year nobody's going to care. If, remember? Or... That's right. <laughs> so we might as well get it out now. <clears throat> what happened to those people that you were talking about that time? Uh, I don't know. So Scott, what do you got? You got anything good uh, that's happened for you and May? Well, you know, I've I've spent lots of time with uh, the Fiants. And uh, talking, talking wedding talk. Fire ants. <laughs> you got an infestation, or well, uh, the, to to pronounce it the f- fancy French way, the fiance. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, spent time with with that family, with the new family to be, and uh, and then all other times. So it's two things. It's that. And it's taking care of my own kid, and and then we've been doing a lot of editing work here, and and I, I don't want to get too deep into that. We're going to get into it. That's your other kid. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. We we all have, we all have at least two kids, right? All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Minimum. So, that's right. One one is just metaphysical. That's right. Correct. Um. So. What I've been up to, basically, is I decided since I don't have enough going on in my life with a daughter graduating and uh, taking over a small business this year, I decided that I would invest myself into not one, but two 
summer shows at our local community theater, and I'm doing them both pretty much at the same time. So that's that's smart, right? Good choice there. Yeah, isn't that a good idea? Well, I mean, I, I told him, you know, before he did it, I said, you know, as long as we get the feature done, you can do whatever <laughs> yeah. side projects you want. Yeah. I don't want you to ever feel hindered. Right. I meant to us. talk to you about that off the air, but uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, I'm doing, uh, there in Danville, I'll be doing uh, Grease in July and another Hollywood. Those native to Danville will know what I'm talking about. Those that don't will have no idea. But it's a uh, character that I've done three times. They've written a fourth play, and I'm going to reprise that role again. And for all the listeners outside uh, the state of Kentucky, get your tickets now. That's right. You, you can know. get them uh, at westthill.com. Make make your plans because... Come on up. It's going to go quick. Once they go, once they go they're, they're gone. gone. That's it. Can't it's, bring it it's, back. It's, right. it's limited engagements. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't cats we're doing. No, no. So Scott, let's talk about your let's talk about this third this third child that uh, or second second child that the metaphysical that we were talking about earlier. Um, so now we've stumbled upon a classic '80s TV show, '70s late '70s '80s. Do you want to? Yeah, I would. So what? It was uh, first season was in '79, I think. Yeah. Ran through mm-hmm. was it '83 or '84? I should know this. I believe yeah. that that's that's the time. Um, yeah. But huge, huge fans. Mm-hmm. I I think I the first season I probably watched was was the last one. But uh, you know, kind kind of came into it late. But uh, you know, I was I was a young one. But Todd, you were you were there for the whole you were run, around for the right? run, all the way. And uh, I was thirteen and seventy nine. It's a good year. Yeah, and like hit you. That show hit you. Oh yeah, and like the perfect timing. Yeah. So uh, obviously we're talking about uh, space cops, right? Um, some of you know uh, that we've been associated with it, and and uh, uh, we got our hands on it um, for. I'll just say it's surprisingly affordable. I mean, not yeah. Apparently not everybody was as big a fan as as we were. Right. Well, it got buried for some political reasons that I refuse to get into on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it went strong for yeah, like five, four or five seasons, right. and then and then you got into you know, well, Jackie's personal demons, Jackie Franklin's personal demons. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, maybe cut the, the the show the show a little short of what it should have been. Uh, but we, uh, got our hands on it. Like I said, Mm -hmm. for, for, it was amazing that we were able to, uh, to purchase it, uh, afford it, but, uh, we did. And we, uh, are the proud owners of the rights in all episodes and, uh, but they're not in great shape when we got them. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at three quarter inch tape is that was the best versions we could find. Mm. And yeah. uh, there's there's a lot a lot of damage has been done there over the past uh, almost forty years. Wow. Yeah. 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 So you got to store that just right, and people, yeah. Just, yeah. people and weren't doing that back then. Right. And we got three episodes done kind of early on. Uh, that that got out there, and uh, but I, I so what I've been doing is I st- I just started from scratch. Like I went back to the very first one and just tried to clean them up as best I could all the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and we're looking at right now, uh, 
Um, so we got the first three, and they've been completely uh, restored a second time. And then, well, I mean, like, I think nine more episodes on top of that that we're going to release. Wow, so at least wanna, a dozen episodes. I mean, do you just want to put this out there right now? Yeah, let's well say go it. Ahead and when, put it out there. when are you going to release them to the public? So June 25th. There it is. Begins with the re-release of episode one. That's my anniversary, man. June twenty fifth. Poetic. And and by anniversary, I mean I guess the one the one where I got married. That yeah. That anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Right. This is gonna be twenty three. Wow. Yeah. Number twenty three. Yeah. It's a that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean that's you know that's what another. 11 years on top mm, of right the space cops yeah so and every week after that we'll mm-hmm. release a new episode and it's gonna we've i mean we've put a ton of work into it is all there is to it so can i give them a brief capsule of of, of what we're talking about with work because people hear here they hear that and they think you're you know that you're sitting around spinning around in a chair you know yeah spitting saliva bubbles up toward the ceiling but it isn't like that folks it's a lot there's a lot more involved we're talking about we're talking about 30 frames of video per second 29.97 if you want to get technical but that's 30 frames per second and he went through each frame Mm -hmm. individually cleaned up each individual frame yeah one through thirty. Goodness sake! For, that's and that's yeah. one second, folks. That's right. And uh, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn about it. And it's been exhaustive, and it's a labor of love to say the least. But I mean, we, you know, I love that show. Yeah. And it it holds a special place in our hearts. And uh, and I think our goal is to get people to see why we loved it. Yeah. That's that means because it's amazing. How many people you know? You what are you what are you guys working on now? Oh, we're you know we bought space cops and we're restoring it. And you mm-hmm. kind of expect like a big like ooh yeah. And it's amazing how many people are like now what? Yeah, they don't even know it. Yeah, but they're gonna know it. That's right. It's an incredible piece of art. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like I would I would think the ABC would be happy about it. You know, and um. It was just in that sweet spot on ABC Sunday nights most of, most of the run. It was a great that was a great time to be on yep. on ABC yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I just I'm elated. I'm just completely uh, jacked up to just put this back out there for everybody. Yeah, we're excited for you all to see it. And uh, is there a place they can go if they want to check out the uh, the, the countdown? Oh, it's 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 easy to do. Yeah, we got, and I'm pretty excited about this too because the the J off that wanted us to pay, you know, five figures for SpaceCops.com, he can shove it because we've crap. got SpaceCops.tv. Oh, SpaceCops.tv, and you can see it like a live countdown there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And you'll know exactly when the you first didn't get that one, did you, Brewster? That's right. Didn't get that one, did you? It's didn't think ours. about that one. It is ours for a whopping ten dollars. Spacecops.tv, and uh, you know, the, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, spoil too much. But there might be some gear out there for people because I feel like there's going to be a huge, you know, ground rush, and we want to be, you know, groundswell for this thing. I don't right. want to, I don't want to be unprepared when it happens, right? Because it's coming. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if we can. We've reached out to Gene Paul Bundy. Um, 
you know, obviously, unfortunately, Jackie's left us. Yeah. But uh, Gene's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah. Like he's gotten a little curmudgeonly in his old age. Yeah. He's he's an odd guy. Uh, but he at least you know returned an email. Yeah. And whether or not we can speak to him, maybe on this show, we'll see. Could happen. Um. But I just hope he likes what we did with it. Yeah. Because I think it'll have our we'll have a better chance of getting him on the show if he likes the yeah. resurgence that we're yeah. about ready to give. And us. who who knows what this could mean for his career? I don't know if right. you know if they could bring you know relaunch the show, reboot it, and he you know maybe he could have some uh, input on it. I don't know. Yeah. Consultant. Man, Walk Softly Films presents Space Cops. Yeah, it that gives good, me chills. Yeah. Well, and let's not let's not leave out Dino Rivera, who oh my gosh. who played such a pivotal role right. yeah. in that series. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go back and watch, you can see and feel and just experience every every second that he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can just insane. feel right. what he is contributing yeah. to the the series as a whole. Uh, and I think you know when you say space cops. People, a lot of people will automatically think Father Jose the same way you say Starsky and Hutch, and they think Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear, right? Bang, right. So, um, it, yeah. it, you know, you didn't have too many bilingual priest mm-hmm. uh, police confidants That's in right. uh, episodic TV. There's then. a rumor that Dino lives in Berea, Kentucky. I heard that too. I don't, I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really? just doesn't seem yeah. likely, but. Wow. Berea. I mean, I you know he's an artsy kind of guy though, right? He yeah mm. he was not not a lot known about Dino, and you know that was his only show. But man, what a what a what a one to go out on. You yeah, know, if a, you're, if you're yeah. just a powerhouse. Yeah. Force du jour. Yeah, you can't even get close to Antonio Fargus these days. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a little taste of what we've right. got on the way, and just real quick, a memory from. You know where, like Todd, where when, when the first time you saw it, where were you, and what do you, what, what's the memory you can think of? Well, and it may not have been the first time, but that that one moment where you're sitting and you're and you just go back, yeah. And it was, I was, I'll be honest, I was, uh, I was watching. I couldn't wait till the Hardy Boys came on, uh-huh. and Hardy Boys was mm-hmm. a big Sunday night, yeah. Lead in when I when I wasn't. When I wasn't at church at Gethsemane Baptist Church on Sunday nights, which was usually every Sunday, mm-hmm. I had you know, and I, I got I was at home. I got to I had to pick between that and um, Wonderful World of Disney on NBC, and you know, you know what won out, yeah. Um, but that was that was probably the I just I don't know why, but I do I can almost I can almost hear that promo. I think with the uh, you know where, oh, where those he talks. old Ernie Anderson promos. Oh man, Ernie was the best. And uh, I don't, and and I I don't want to. You two didn't even know this, but I may have found some of those original promos, and we might be oh throwing really? those up. Yeah. To, so there were there were some extra episode. materials, is what you're saying. We, other than I the might episodes, have, may have found some old promos. Mm. May have even found. The guy's appearance on Battle of the Network Stars. Whoa. Yeah, and we yeah. have the rights to all that. Like, can you put them out? I've got to look into it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's YouTube, so like, I, well, I think it's, there are a ton of Battle of Network Stars clips on right. YouTube. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, that yeah. is exciting. Now we're yeah. hearing that for the first time. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, Reggie uh, Reginald was the captain. 
um, for one of the episodes. And uh, I think he was going up against uh, Ed Asner, maybe. Wow. And uh, Classic battle. And um, and uh, what's his name from MASH? Oh, uh, Alda. Alan Alda no, or no. Wayne Rogers. No. Oh, um, Harry Morgan. The... Or McLean Stevenson. <laughs> going I'm going to get all. him. I'm going to get it eventually. All. You're going through them all. Uh, the guy that dressed up as a woman. Oh, Clinger. 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 Uh, Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr. Yeah. 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 Jamie Farr, Ed Asner, and, and uh, Man. Reggie. I remember those episodes. Great Jamie Farr story to tell you. That's another day, though. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it's awesome. It was, it was awesome. And, and, uh, yeah. Gene, Gene, uh, Gene Paul's a specimen on there. He's, uh, well, he's a super, I think, I think he wrestled. I mean, not wrestled, but, uh, maybe was a swimmer at USC or something, but yeah, he was pretty dominant in the pool. I think he was there around the same time as Spitz. Yeah. Well, that's, it's the rumor. (laughs) Maybe if he hadn't gone into acting, could have been. Yeah. yeah. World, world class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank Thank the good Lord he went into acting. Yeah. And we're about to show you why. Yeah. 25 days from now, when we're recording this, so when it comes out, it'll be less than that. So probably around three weeks or so. Uh, It's all you all have to wait. Spacecops.tv. Check it out. Um, Are we ready to move along? I believe so. Because we uh, played a little Force Watch last time and man we're way overdue this is going to be so outdated from what we gambled on but uh, to heck with it let's play some games hey i one one quick thing do you do you want to just go ahead and rename it todd watch i mean it's it's up to you all we've already called it todd hard and now we got to call it todd watch I'm so kidding. You're just completely Actually, taking over force, everything. Force Watch, will it it should always remain. It's just too catchy. So do you want to get into it now? All right, let's. Jeez, Louise. Um. So big, uh, big surprise here. I didn't win. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm undefeated. Right? Is that what that means? <laughs> Some, or I haven't won like any that. games. That means I'm undefeated. Um, do we want to talk? About the movie Todd forced us to watch last week before we get into the new, I the think new stuff. I think that's the way we've yeah, done it. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's, let's talk a little Hobgoblins. Todd, uh, Todd You're welcome. <laughs> picked for us to watch 1988. Was that when it was released? I believe it was. Yeah, it was. Hobgoblins. Uh, um, 87 or 88. Do you want to give the, uh, do you want to give the premise? Scott did such a good job. Oh my goodness! With um, it's been what like was a... the other one? With si- was it Silent Night, Deadly Night two that you kind of gave your? Well, here we go, completely off the cuff. Then. I just watched it last night. I don't yeah, care. And I watched it a month ago. So <laughs> go for it. All right. Well, so there's uh, it starts out with a uh, a pretty much a vacant film lot, and um, for some reason, this vacant film lot still requires security. Uh, so there's a vault in the basement that the older security guard is trying to keep everybody away from, but for one reason or another, people keep going into this vault and then disappearing, pretty much. So, on lots one... of uh, lots of 
backup security guards are hired. <laughs> right. They, they keep getting hired. So on one such trip to the vault, uh, the evil that lurks within is released in the form of five creatures called hobgoblins. I guess it was five. Five or six who are straight up stuffed animals <laughs> and one hand puppet that the mouth will actually move on. Um and so, so Kevin, Kevin is our, I guess he's our uh, protagonist yeah. in the movie. And and what a what a uh, great protagonist that you could really get behind too, right? <laughs> Played by Tom Bartlett, right? He's a he's a protag. Yeah, <laughs> he's every man. Um, so he he lets him out and uh, accidentally. Um, and by the way, can I say that the old security guard? Um, who has lost uh, more than one partner uh, yeah. in the course of, of them getting... Isn't he uh, curiously vague with his warnings about... He really is. ...going near the vault? Yeah, Don't go that, in there. Like, well, his warnings are almost like an invitation to yeah, go down to uh, the vault. Uh, yeah. You see then, this open door here? Yeah, don't go down there. Right. Take, take my word for it. Well, yeah, why? Yeah, just don't go down you just there. Don't, you, don't, you don't need to know. Yeah, not like even an urgency in his voice. Right. So then there's this one time where the there's a like I guess a robber that comes onto the yeah. straight eighties mm. robber with the leather le- leather jacket and the jeans comes onto the lot and they chase him down into this into the basement there and for some reason Kevin decides it's a good idea to tell the old security guard that he's going to go chase this dude into the basement and then he leaves his walkie-talkie laying in the middle of the floor while he goes to the basement. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Right. <laughs> to be honest, though, if you if you take a look at those walkie talkies, <laughs> I don't even think Radio Shack carried that cheap of a walkie talkie <laughs> back in the eighties. So so anyway, the the evil's unleashed, and um, then the old security guard has to explain to Kevin what just happened. Uh, that that when he was a younger security guard, and when the lot was full of people, full of vim and vigor, mm-hmm. that. Uh, this he was overnight and the spaceship landed. The hobgoblins got out and he didn't think much of it. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of let them roam. <laughs> yeah. um, but they they had a way of making people think they were in their wildest fantasy, which eventually turned out to kill them all. Yeah. Tr- and if that sounds a little bit confusing, it's much more confusing right. in the film. <laughs> That's the best way I know how to put it. How that works and how it kills yeah. people because they are all over the place with on that. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, so he tells the guy, "You got to go kill. You got to go kill them before they infest the whole town, make everybody think they're living out their fantasies and dying." Yeah. And the one thing he tells them is they're attracted to bright lights, <laughs> which after that point never comes into play for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's well, never a bright light in the movie. Only the one time, and I think when when he, of oh, course yeah. the first the very first house they go to just happens to be his Kevin's house. <laughs> Kevin's house, yeah, with all his friends in it. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, they kind of had some some bright lights going on inside the window, and I guess, but yeah, other than that, there's no lights whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a dance party right. with right. one of three props that they had <laughs> yeah. for yeah. the inside of the room. The other one was a magazine that was turned to the same page about um, something about how to be a prostitute or something. Right, yeah. And then uh, the one guy is reading a magazine that has the visitants on the back of it, which is the director. Uh, what's his one name? One of his first 
Rick Sloan. It was his other movie yeah. at that point, The Visitants. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's basically it. Uh, Kevin's house, by the way. Did you all notice how extremely like every all the walls were white, all the furniture yeah. was white. There were no pictures on the wall. Definitely a rental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like two pieces of furniture yeah. in it, and they were all white. Well, that's why he had to get a job as a night guard at a now defunct studio. So he could pay to get some new furniture. Lots of stuff. I mean, let's give it to him. This this movie was I would I don't know if you could call it low budget, because fifteen thousand fifteen thousand, yeah. Is wow. really low. Shot in one week. Yep. But what I'm saying to you two right now is all we need is a week. Okay. <laughs> let's that let's was a get quick, back to quick the... sidebar. Quick sidebar, that's all. If we want yeah. If, I, if we I, want if we want to make uh, hobgoblins, well, and, and I mean, you know, hobgoblins. Obviously, uh, was it eighty seven or eighty eight? Uh, it was eighty eight. Eighty eight. Um, so if 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 we dial back the clock four years, you can you'll you'll remember a little movie called uh, Gremlins that came out, and of course, Gremlins was a big reason for hobgoblins, uh, as well as Troll, and as well as um, the Ghoulies movies. Yeah. Um and the Ghoulies movies were, you know, really they were they were on they actually they were more like uh Citizen Kane compared to Hobgoblins, well, I think. Hobgoblins well. has got a you know, it shows it shows a lot of a lot of what is wrong with low budget filmmaking, yeah. but it is it is entertaining, folks. We that's why we watch a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It's not because it's you know, it's not like we're sitting back uh you know, looking at the shots and the composition and saying, yeah, that'll work. No. It's not that at I all. I was definitely entertained. Another uh, another warning that the old security guard gives to you Kevin. You mean Mr. McCready? Mr. McCready gives to Kevin is he tells him that you have to kill them all before daylight because once it's daylight, then it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too late usually, for what? Usually when it's daylight, that <laughs> means it's too early. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah, that was. I thought that was incredible. Also, um, they put uh, what was his name in the movie? Frank. They put. Yeah. He was the like the the Rambo. Yeah. Character. Oh. And uh, they said that they put him in the movie because the producer says there weren't enough action. <laughs> it wasn't enough action in the movie, so they just put that character yeah. in for action. Uh, I loved that Frank was often accompanied by cartoon sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> boring, boring, boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was some sex in the van. Yeah, and he and he and I liked it when he was pumping his arms and moving yeah. his hips and yeah. and yelling woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I also like uh, that the, the action. The, really, the only action I saw with Frank was that hand-to-hand combat that they had in yeah. the front yard with the rakes. It was a, a oh, rake. My it was God. a rake and a was yeah. it a was it a maybe? shovel or a hoe? A uh, yeah. hoe I'm glad yeah. you said that because that was... I was having trouble <laughs> fi- figuring out this comment. I wrote, "What is this rake fight, and why won't it end?" <laughs> it was <laughs> let, let, and let me let me echo what Scott just said. That was the longest rake <laughs> hoe fight I've ever seen yes. in my life. And oh, it was quite gosh. entertaining yeah. because you could tell the cameraman was just I mean, he was he was on it. Yeah. The music was a loop. 
Yeah. And they just did the same thing over, over and, and over <laughs> and over and over. And this was supposed to be a demonstration. Frank just got home from boot camp. Yeah. So this was supposed to be a demonstration of what he learned in boot camp. And I like how the director thought this is what boot camp is. <laughs> yeah. Learning hand-to-hand combat with these sticks and they're bang- basically banging them together. Yeah. And every time... Going in circles around each other. Yeah. Banging them <laughs> Every <together>. time, <laughs> and every time that Frank hit... What was his name? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's stick. Yeah. It was a musical. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. you know, I, yeah, we get the point, but ten minutes into the fight, it's still there, every every time there's contact made, mm-hmm. there's a <laughs> every time any kind of contact, any kind of be it intimate all. or otherwise. Um. Did you realize that you were talking about how Gremlins and Ghoulies and all that came out before this? Did you realize this screenplay was written before those came out? I did. I had heard I that. I just read that and last night, I was night like, too. okay, I guess, it, you know, I, maybe. It's the reason he got it greenlit was because those because movies were of, successful. Yeah. But he had this movie written before. Yeah. So, thank God. I'll, I'll give Rick that. I'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah. He's done... Now, Rick... Rick's no slouch. He's done, I don't know how many Vice Academy movies he did. but Did a lot of them. There were several Vice Academy movies that he's he's behind, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. Um, take a look at them, you know, if you're really bored. I looked at so. a couple of lists, um, maybe three lists, and the, the, the highest this movie was ranked was third worst of all time. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> behind, um... Behind Manos, Hand of Fate. Yeah. On the one Manos end. is always going to get and that I can't top remember spot. what the first one is. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Plan 9 is usually yep, up that was there. Plan 9 okay. yeah, that was always yep. gets it. That was number yeah. one. And Manos was two. Hobgoblins was three. Well, so. and, and uh, if, if you haven't watched Hobgoblins... It's it's you know and and you feel like oh that's this really isn't enough to entice us which I can't believe that after all we glowing reviews it we've is given it unbelievably but bad the MST3K version is very good even if you've already seen it I would highly recommend watching it again with the MST3K oh I definitely guys. want to yeah because it, it they they've got some great things to say about McCready and yeah I um, definitely want to um, and and like all the actors were talking like I watched a little featurette that was on the DVD and all of the actors were talking about how they really enjoyed watching the mst3k except for daphne who said she couldn't watch it <laughs> yeah yeah another another fun fact too is the fact that um the two people that are kind of still in show business and that that uh that made something of a career in show business after hobgoblins mm-hmm. had the smallest roles in the movie yeah. the main characters basically did it and then are now doing something. Never did else. anything again. Other yeah. than Frank, I think Frank's a producer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, and Frank, uh, Frank looks still looks uh, pretty good. Yeah. Does he produce porno? He didn't say, did he? I don't think so, but I don't know if it's hardcore, barely legal. <laughs> Some, uh, somebody in this movie loves and is obsessed with quote unquote rated X movies. Like I think they talk yeah. about rated, rated X, X, like. Yeah. 15 times. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. And yeah. let's let's give a shout out to um, what was the guy's name again? The main character? Kevin. 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 Yeah. Kevin. How how Nick. Is it Nick? Is it Nick or Kevin? Kevin. Kevin. Nick is the army dude. Uh, oh, okay. Na- yeah, Nick's the army dude. Okay, okay so we've been Frank. saying Frank. <laughs> yeah. Frank is Nick. Well, his last name is Frank. Nick. The played him. The actor that played him his I last see. name is Frank. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. 
I, I do want to say Nick. that, and I can't remember her name. It's, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it was, what's his name again? The main Kevin. Kevin. Sorry. Good gosh. <laughs> Hey, I've seen this movie several times. It's just the characters' names, they just didn't stick with me. Uh, Kevin's girlfriend, whose name is... Uh, Amy. 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 He's seen it a bunch of guys. (laughs) Promise. It was his suggestion, guys. But how how would you feel, uh, you being Kevin, if if your girl Amy, who's prim and proper and a moral compass... Well... That's what they'd have you believe in the first sixty seconds, and then right. like and her, her character doesn't really. Uh, I don't know. It's, she's the worst. <laughs> she yeah. is. She's got to be the the worst. I don't know what Kevin sees in in yeah. Amy. I don't either. But, but all he wants to do is impress her. I, yeah. I, yeah, he was just you know uh, back and forth about Amy, and then Amy basically throws him to the Wolverines. Let's face it. I mean, she she couldn't. All she wanted to do was see him get his beat by a rake. Yeah. yeah, or hoe or whatever yeah. it was. Right. I'd like to point out too. Uh, immediately uh, when the rake fight is over, that the one girl, the um, the the girl of questionable repute, I guess, Daphne. and with the easy girl, right? Like, that's easy what one. her character is. The easy because she girl. was dressed like Cindy Lauper. Yeah. That's why you know she's easy. Nick's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, and she's dressed like the classic '80s girl with the, yeah the ponytail off to the side and everything. So she says, as uh, soon as it's over, my hero screams my hero because he won the, the right fight. fight. Yeah. Against <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. It's Kevin, who's never fought a day in his life. And Amy says, you really humiliated me to, ke- to yeah. Nick. Uh, to Kevin. Like Kevin, yeah. yeah. Kevin. Tells Kevin, you really humi- humiliated me. Yeah. While Daphne and Nick and are then, getting it on in the van behind. And, and then Kevin says, Which, I didn't really, I didn't want to fight anyway. Yeah. You, you're the one that, you threw me into this. Both hey. reactions by both girls, I'm very confused by. <laughs> the, that My hero and you really humiliated me. You're surprised that there was so much on the line in a rank fight in the <laughs> yeah. middle of somebody's yard. Girls yeah. out there, don't. Use these two as role models. And That's I, all I'm yeah, saying. I believe uh, Kevin said his response to that was it was an unfair match. <laughs> so maybe he had maybe, a hoe. Oh, yeah, right. it was a plastic rake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, he had the rake, and you know, oh my gosh, Nick's got a hoe. Plastic rake against a hoe. Hoe wins out every time. I, I also noted how um, it, amazing it is how many. Um, elite bad movies that we've watched over the years have full length songs by a crap band in yeah. them. Like it's it like it's a That's true. It is a trait that goes across the board yeah. on the elite of the elite bad movies will have complete songs by some crap band. They will find a way to put them in a club <laughs> so that this yeah. band can play. <laughs> yeah. But you and know fill time. Yeah. On top of that though, if you I mean you go back to the eighties and watch legit Mm. releases by major studios there was a lot of independent music that even showed up in in those movies yeah that you know didn't have like a soundtrack score if you, i mean um and and this partly is probably because of the ear like for john hughes i mean if you go back to 16 candles there's a lot you know there's for every spandau ballet there's some song you hadn't mm-hmm. heard but it sticks in your ear, yeah, and, and it's a one hit, and not with the band on screen playing the song from start to finish. Right. <laughs> probably not <laughs> with that, really nothing. Probably else not happening. that exact route. <laughs> and that whole uh, club scum or whatever it was scene <laughs> yeah, was yeah. absolutely it was club scum. 
ridiculous. Uh, I liked how Nick um, dove on a grenade. Like, yeah. They, the, the filmmakers had no clue or concept of how grenades work. <laughs> that right. was clear. Yes. One so, guy burns up. Well. And, and, and then Nick dives on one and survives. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are those fire grenades that are out there and all they yeah, do they right. don't really explode they just fire. kind of spew fire out <laughs> yep also my man Kyle who we haven't talked about in, oh, but oh, yeah, Kyle's yeah. obsessed with uh, phone sex lines yep. Anastasia you mean right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah who uh, Fantasia Fantasia yeah. did I say Anastasia who I meant to say Fantasia played by Tamara Clatterbuck of course mm. yeah uh, once a Clatterbuck but I liked how he carried the newspaper around with him that had the phone number in it because he couldn't remember 976 SCAG. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it for 20 seconds. I still remember it. <laughs> I still That's the one part I do remember, 976 SCAG. And you know what? Here's the other thing. 976, for those of you all that don't know what those are, and, I, and I, the only reason I know is because somebody told me. Yeah, sure. All right. You know, those are the those are you know you you pay for those those calls. But what I'd like to know is she's calling, or he. I guess maybe that's the what maybe that's what it was. She, since he was dialing it direct, it automatically charged his home phone line. I guess yeah. that's Kevin's phone line. Right. Um, but um, I thought it was funny how much free entertainment she was giving away <laughs> before she would finally just oh click. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then and then she's role playing too. I mean, she's she's like pretending to be a guy that's in there with her, and it's, ah. yeah. They uh, the, sorry, I got lost. Move on. Flatterbuck. <laughs> okay. I had Flatterbuck effect. And then it was gone. The, the the two actors you're talking about that had some level of success after this were uh, I probably I'm thinking is probably what Dwayne Whitaker. Yep. Who went on to do a few Tarantino movies? He did Pulp Fiction. And from Dust Till Dawn, I know for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and the other one is uh, Darren Norris, right? Is that who you're talking about? He was, who was the, the, uh, the, club, the MC at the club. Club Scum, scum right? MC. Yeah, and he they does a lot that, of voice work, right? Yes, he does. Like he's five or six voices on Fairly Odd Parents, and mm. does yeah, a lot of this stuff. That's funny because he did stand out in the club. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he jumped out at you as like this guy might actually have a little have bit of talent. Chops. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, he had one line. They said he had one line. Um, until the director Rick Sloan saw him do it, and then he gave him a ton more to do because he did. He just he was the one, and I thought I thought the dude that played Road Rash was good too. The, Dwayne Whitaker, I thought that guy was pretty good. Yeah, right. yeah. Dwayne, I think, uh, kindly refused to Who? be a part of the uh, the DVD. <laughs> he uh, did Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, he did. And let me let me say this: the again to give shout out to physical media because some of us still love it, but. Um, the company that put out uh, this remastered Hobgoblins is a, is a company called Vinegar Syndrome. They also they've put out the whole Rudy Ray Moore catalog of our last contest. Exactly, yeah. and they they do a great job. They uh, they they're they really doing, do. It's amazing what they did to to Petey Wheatstraw. It was right. incredible. They're doing what Criterion does for classics and foreign cinema. And and they're doing what the big studios can't d- do exactly. with their own uh, catalog titles. Right. Like, you know, Tombstone doesn't have 
a good transfer for Blu-ray that, you know, right. I, think, mm-hmm. I think they used their DVD transfer and screwed it up. It looks better on DVD than it does on Blu-ray Yeah, because they didn't do a new transfer and then they screwed around with the colors and brightness and stuff. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show like, cause I'm guessing vinegar syndrome has probably got a few guys that do it themselves and, you know, and like, as always, the big studios are getting screwed over and think exactly. they have to pay a million dollars to people to do it and they can't get it done. And, you know, and all they got to do is sub license it to these other guys. These exactly. other guys will put it out. If it's yeah. not enough money for you, look, vinegar, vinegar, vinegar syndrome and, uh, synapse mm-hmm. and code red and all these other exactly. companies will do it. The little guys. Yeah. And they, and they've still got to pay all the, you know, they've got to pay for it to go, you know, for, to take it, get the rights to get the negative mm-hmm. if they can take it and have it scanned. Mm-hmm. But now vinegar syndrome, I think they have their own on-site scanner. So they are, mm-hmm. you know, they get, they get a hold of the materials, they scan it and then they go back in, they color grade, they do the restoration uh, and they, man, they just, they love it. You can tell yeah. they do it for that very reason. Yeah. They don't do it because they're going to get accolades or they're going to make a lot of money. But the fact that we're talking about hobgoblins looking as good as it could possibly look, uh, I mean, hobgoblins on Blu-ray folks yeah. is available. You can right. get this movie on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's the world we live in. Yeah. yeah. And thanks to guys like that. And then meanwhile, you can't get a decent copy of Tombstone. No, and you can't you can't get a lot of of major A titles on mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, uh, you know, and it remains to be seen if 4K Blu-ray is going to take off or not. But yeah, yeah, you, you, most of your studios are just they're just horrible about trying to do that. Especially, I think it's I think Warner Brothers is one of the worst. Yeah, so. yeah, turn that stuff over to somebody else. Take that Warner Brothers. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, eat it from the big guys here in Central Kentucky. You were talking about Hobgoblins two. Did- which oh. came out in 2009? 2009. He, Rick waited 21 years yeah. before it was just right. I, I saw something. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not. The, the technology me... had to catch up yeah. to, right. to, yeah. to, make, his, to get uh, puppets where the faces actually moved. His vision, his vision was, where, yeah, where it was 20 years down the road. Where you could have more than one stuffed animal <laughs> whose face moved. I read the synopsis, and I do know that they're the same characters from the original are in this now. But characters, not but not actors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, McCready's yeah. like in a mental asylum somewhere. Do we ever see him? I don't know. But yeah. I don't know that anybody that was in the original is in the follow-up. Yeah, so. maybe not. We can look it up. Um, so Rick Sloan, did you know, first of all, Rick Sloan, the writer and director, he's the one that turned Hobgoblins over to Mystery Science Theater 3000 to let him riff it. And then he got the idea for Hobgoblins 2 from a song that Tom Servo sang in one of the interludes <laughs> on that show. And then wrote the script know that. and did that. So. I did not know that. That's that amazing. Dude, Rick Sloan must have a good sense of humor. For yeah, real. no doubt. Um, he doesn't take I, yeah. himself too seriously, yeah. clearly. And that's good. I mean, a lot of the a lot of people, you know, the the fact that... I mean, the other guy, the, the Miami Connection guy, he seemed like after the initial, oh gosh, I'm getting drugged mm-hmm. through, the, you know, the sewer here. But I think he... You know, he warmed to it, and he's like, yeah. I've got a second life here with yeah. this thing. And the guy from the room. Yeah, we saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, he mistakenly tried to act like he was in on the joke. Right. And right. It was all a goof, and then yeah. he could make more of those, and then this time do them bad on purpose, and that doesn't work. And then, no, Not necessarily, no. So, all right. Are we, I think, are we done with Hobgoblins? I don't think you can ever truly be done for, with Hobgoblins. For tonight. Okay. Right. Did you have anything else, anybody that wanted to, they wanted to interject? 
I was worried for the guy that set himself on fire for this movie. Yeah. One of the things they did say that came at the cost of no budget was they just said to hell with safety. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, there were people getting hurt all the time. I can't believe somebody did that for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude was on fire. Yeah, full on. Yeah. And for a long yeah. time. Yeah. It was like, I was like, please, somebody put that out. Yeah. Why is this still yeah. going? Well, let's put it all in perspective. If the budget was $15,000... And they shot this on 35 millimeter film back in the 80s, and they had to edit and they had to light. I don't know, Scott. What would you What would you say the film cost for Hobgoblins? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it's well, film and lab lab right. costs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shoots, you know, shoots it out of the water now. Goodness, right? Yeah, I'd say effects work. Obviously, you know, when you're oh my gosh. You know, when you're using, you know, the, the main, the, the title characters are things that you got at King's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. The to... girls had to go to the bathroom in the bushes when they were on location because they couldn't afford a porta potty. Yeah. I'll guarantee we spent more than $1,500 on Cannonball, all, all told. Yeah. Probably. Wow. And we didn't <laughs> even have dolls. <laughs> got dolls driving a golf cart. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we definitely didn't have room in the budget for a golf cart. <laughs> Props to uh, getting every dime out of that golf cart. Yeah, that's true. They had yeah. it for a night, and they used it all night. <laughs> yeah, they did. And and real, real even bigger props to McCready when he's in the golf cart looking like he's in a high-speed chase. <laughs> yes. And obviously yeah. only going maybe two yeah. miles per hour. Uh-huh. With hunched over, hunched over from the tremendous force that must be building up from the speed going. Yeah. So. All right, guys, go watch Hobgoblins and let us know what you think and thank Todd Sheen mm-hmm. for that one. And support Vinegar Syndrome and Code <laughs> yeah. Red and Synapse, all the physical medias. Because trust me, Draft I know house. what you, I know what you people are saying. I know what you're saying. Well, I, I I don't have room for that, and I need I can stream it, and it's everywhere, no. and I can watch it on my phone. Who watches a movie on their yeah, phone? No, yeah. Go away. Go. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go well, ju- jump get in the, the movie. Way. Keep these guys in business so they can keep doing this kind of stuff. Because I mean, yeah. it it makes sense. If you see what they do with what they have, yeah. I mean that's that, it's that's its own form of artistry. When yeah, yeah, if you don't buy discs, you're a terrible person. You are. You're, you you're, are. Like, you're one of the worst people alive. Really. Yep. If you're buying digital movies. Right. We've had physical media for how many years now? Yeah. And you want to let that yeah. go. I got I got a shelf in there. I don't I've got zero movies digitally. I've got a shelf full of Blu-rays and, and that's the way until they stop making them, that's the way I'm going to do it. I like having something physical on the shelf. There it is. I can pick it up and pull it out and you know. And let's face it, when we get nuked and our internet that's goes away. Right. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna still going to be watching gonna, movies I'm gonna be, all night. I'm going right. to be in my storm That's shelter exactly watching right. Blu-rays, laughing my A-double. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But uh, just yep. but have pull, a heart, folks. Pull out the magnifying glass and the and the lighter and, you know, and just watch that DVD. Just yep. get somebody yeah. you know, spinning on their finger yeah. a little bit. Just Or, or you know, if, you, if you've still got one of those fidget spinners and a, <laughs> and a, and a beam... Yeah, yeah. That's all you uh, need. A laser pointer. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. People that's, don't know that's that. All, that's, what a, that's a DVD player right yeah, there. People that's all don't it know is. that. People don't know like how we easy it is. We just taught you how to make a homemade DVD player. <laughs> yeah. People have no idea how easy it is. They have no idea. <laughs> 
What are y'all paying money for? Yeah. But now, to be fair, that's DVDs. So if you're gonna do Blu-rays, you've got to get uh, you've got to get a, like a, a blue like plastic Pepsi cap, right? And make the laser go mm. through that. Yeah, yeah. of course. And so you it's need be blue. you need you need 500 fidget spinners um, that that can uh, that can reach up to 10,000 RPMs. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's doable. But once though. you do that, yeah. And it's a really nice image. Man, a lot of useful uh, info in this episode. Oh, yeah. All right. So before we get to this week's game, do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Go watch Hobgoblins. You're listening to Talk Art. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in. Cause I get better looking each day to know. Welcome back, everybody. Talk hard. That's is our it, anthem, right? Is it hard to be humble, Todd, when you keep winning these things? My goodness. Todd Sheen. I, you know, I just it's it's a gift and I just try to use my gifts. Man, good grief. Alright, so let's get into it. Um last time we were we were uh, playing the game. We were betting on opening weekend box office for Boss Baby, the movie Scott was looking to forward to most this summer. I <laughs> That's think. right. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I think uh, Todd guessed forty six million. We scoffed. <laughs> yeah. Scott went thirteen million, and I think that I I Bob Barkered him with fourteen million. And I felt pretty good about my chances of getting my first W uh, with that bet. I thought I'd be closer than, I mean, I thought $46 million was ridiculous. And then on Monday, I look it up, and Boss Baby has done $50 million effing dollars in the first weekend of opening. Todd, you had to have an inside track on that. Alec called me, actually earlier in the week and said this is going to be big time <laughs> and I said you know Alec every time I try to do a, a voice it's always yours <laughs> and he said I know dude uh, Todd uh, did his time at the um, theater in on the theater circuit working working true. in theaters I think he knows I yeah. think he he didn't underestimate the uh, the children's movie yeah. summer fair it was spring break for a lot of people yeah I think I think you and I are uh, gonna be playing catch up on this thing when, 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 when we do the uh, box office numbers well I think I think we've done the six of these force watches and Todd's won four of them so and uh yeah, I haven't won any, so you can do the math on on Scott. Um, all right, Todd. So, as the winner, you get to select what we're what we're gambling on this week for Wonder Woman, which, as of our recording, will will open up this weekend. So, and, are we doing box office? Are we doing ratings? What are we doing? Hmm. Um. What what else is opening this weekend besides WW? I don't, I don't even know. Is there anything? Wonder Woman's the play, Todd. <laughs> That's the play. I, I That's know, what we're doing. I know that. 
<laughs> he just wants oh, to know want, what's up want, against want, it to see if so there's competition. So you're going to do dollars. You're thinking about doing dollars yeah. and, and what's the competition. I see. Right, I see. yeah, yeah. Because let's face it, even as good as anything's going to be, you're still competing with something Sometime. that other people are going to go see. See, that's why he's next level. That's right. That's why, he, so, thinks, I wouldn't, he thinks outside the box. He's Yeah, he's playing chess. That's right. That's right. Uh, I don't know. I'll try to. Give me a second, and I'll try to find. I it. just, I mean, there, there's usually at this stage of the game, and and by the way, June second is uh, is my birthday and Alan's bride's birthday, That's true. June second. Um, and well, you know, before we go into that, I would like to talk about some of my favorite movies that opened up on my birthday. <laughs> I know you all probably have some too that you think of and golly that's just i'm so, for so our, glad so for our lady listeners that get all kinds of excited when todd takes us off on a tangent <laughs> here you go tangent tangent <laughs> arriving soon and i've got what opens up against it too by the way if you want to hear that but well, let's ahead. hear that first and then the only thing that's getting a national uh nationwide release besides wonder woman is Captain Underpants, the Ooh, first epic Captain movie. Underpants, and I have learned not to uh, not to take the children's movies lightly. Very true. Not anymore. Now, uh, three Wonder- idiots getting a limited release: Aaron's Blood, Band Aid, Churchill. Churchill. Those are limited released. Um, Wonder Woman PG thirteen. I take it. Yes. Okay. Um, Man. Okay. I tell you what, let's just say he's got a formula. Let's he does. Look let's at this go, algorithm that's going through his head right now. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go box office on. Uh, let's go box office right. with Wonder Woman because honestly, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's a great engine. I think it's a great site, but the, you know this. This there's something about. Uh, yeah, forget it. All right. I'm just saying. Wonder Woman Bo box office. Let's go with Bo. And you have to go first. Not that that's a handicap for you at all. I have to go first. Yeah, I thought I ruled the universe, and I. It doesn't matter when you go. You're going to win. Just say something. Okay. Uh, all right. So three day weekend, early June. <laughs> lots of graduations already happened. People are burnt out it, from inside that. Inside his head, it sounds <laughs> like the Whopper for more games. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Um, I'm going to go, and I will preface this by saying I don't think I'm going to be on the money on this one, just because I think this movie is one of those movies that you can't, there's there's no telling what's going to happen, Yeah. because there's just, I just don't know what to think about this one. Listen uh, to it. I knew more about, I, I felt a little more comfortable with Man, there's a lot of hedging baby. going on yeah. here. But Lord, I it's was, hard to be humble. I will say... <laughs> Okay, one more thing. What did uh, what did pirates bring in? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay, gotcha. This could be the year of the woman, guys. Um, I'm going to say oh, I wish you could see this. Fifty three. Whoa. Fifty three. Wow. And I don't really feel good about that at all. By the way, wow. I'll just tell you see- that. This is really going to be a test because I feel like he's off. I feel like he's way off. I know. And and what <laughs> if he wins this one? I was second closest, so I guess I go next and you go All last. Right. Okay. Um, based on the Pirates opening, of course it had four days. I'm going to go seventy. I'm going seventy million. All right. So that leaves you. It's Bob Barker time. Oh, oh no. thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> 
<laughs> Glad to see we've got some original thought around here, folks. I'm going, going 71. Then. Oh, look. Yeah. Here, here's my here's my problem. <laughs> well, and, I just and I may be, the bed again, didn't I? I may be, <laughs> I may be totally off here, and I probably am. But when I when I look at Wonder Woman, I'm looking at um, my algorithm. I guess is okay. Nobody knows the actress. I mean, other than she was in what Batman versus Supes. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't, you know, everybody knows Wonder Woman from TV, and I think it was popular for, to an extent, but I don't know. That's, that's what I, that's, that's where my, that's where it's coming from, I guess, is the fact that I don't think, I don't think you can put it up there with pirates. And even, because I mean, people are still going to go see pirates regardless if yeah. Johnny Depp slapped his, you know, chick around or, or yeah. whatever, they're still going to go see pirates because of pirates. Unless they're pirated out, and uh, yeah, and uh, everybody Todd just said slapped his chick around. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I guess I guess they were married, right? Wife. I'm sorry. I, I, it was the first thing that came to mind. And no, I don't feel like I don't feel that way about all you chicks out there. <laughs> Not at all. I think it, I probably lowballed it. Only I thought Pirates of the Caribbean. If you want to look into my. Um, algorithm which has not worked in the six times we played um i thought pirates had a three-day weekend did 77 million um and i think so i thought 70 million it actually had a four-day weekend because of uh, memorial day so i thought 70 million because i think this is the first woman who's gotten her own comic book movie which black widow should have had three years ago and it would have done gangbusters but this is the first woman who's getting a prominent spot doing a doing a comic book movie, and and she is the preeminent female yes superhero. If you say female superhero, it's the one you think of. Yeah, yeah, um, by a mile. And Gal looks the part. Yep. Um, and it's getting great reviews. Like it's sitting. We were just looked before we got on here. It's sitting at ninety four percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which I think is going to get a lot of a lot of momentum for it going into the weekend. I've already spent nearly a hundred bucks on it because Whoa, my wife wants to go see it. It opens on her birthday, and she wants to go see it and take a few people. So that's what we're doing. Dropped a hundo. Whoa. Yeah. Well, on Wonder Woman. On Wonder Woman. I, so I must it say, better be good. B versus S. I wasn't really impressed with her characterization of it, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that doesn't necessarily mean anything because we're talking about her own movie. It's an origin story. We go back in time, so we get to see that you know I, Captain America didn't do gangbusters in the first the first movie, did it? I no, mean, I don't think he did. No. It was kind of an underperformer, I think. I don't know if that's necessarily going to hurt, but I mean, it's not. You know, it may. You know, you have a lot of things going for it, and that is, it's you know, a major female character, um, and that's that's empowering and. And, you know, I hope it does good if it's a good movie. I just, I don't know. I think I, the problem, I don't have a problem with Wonder Woman. I have a problem with DC making bad movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think, you know, just like you've got one person basically saying, okay, this is Marvel and this is how we're doing it. There's one person that's pretty much pulling the strings for DC and I don't think they're doing it right. I think, um, 
I think we've seen that so far going back to Man of Steel. I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it. And I, I still feel like, you know, we're in need of a re-reboot. <laughs> and that's yeah. not a good thing. And I feel like, uh, I probably would have guessed if I hadn't barkered you, I might have gone around probably at least 75. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first weekend is going to be pretty darn big based on the hype. Yeah. Uh, it could be all false uh, hopes and, and puffed up, but um, I feel like the second weekend will be the telltale. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because. I think, hey, I'm gonna make you mad. I'm gonna make some of you mad. Um, I think there were a lot of a lot of disingenuous reviews of Ghostbusters and and the the female reboot of Ghostbusters and how great it was supposedly, and it just stunk. It stunk out loud, mm-hmm. and I think we uh, did an hour and a half on how bad it stunk. Yeah, and I think a lot of reviewers don't have the guts. If this thing was bad, I don't mm-hmm. know that it is, but yeah. if it was bad, I don't think they have the guts to say so. Right. Uh, and and uh, the reviews, the first weekend reviews for Ghostbusters were through the roof, and then you saw them, you know, gradually decline as the weeks weekends went on, which was an interesting phenomenon. Like yeah. the, the people that didn't like it didn't want to come out and say so first weekend, but then you saw them start to come through. So, uh, what yeah. was it sitting at going into on Rotten Tomatoes going into the opening weekend? It was high 80s, right? Yeah, very high 80s, yeah. I believe. So, I thought too, I thought it was around 88. And I mean, you know, after it dovetailed and and we when we you know, everybody's oh, we're still interested in making more more Ghostbuster movies, yeah, we're not, we're not and giving that, up because of this, yeah, not only and, that, but a Ghostbusters universe, we've already got several. And crickets, folks. Yeah. There's no talk about that. There's <laughs> yeah. not going to be any talk about it until they get the original cast back, at least in a semi-major role, uh, to, to to hand it off or whatever. You're not going to, you know, no cameos, folks. Nobody wants that. I think they spoke yeah. about the cameos. So, there we go. All right. Well, I'm predicting a Stafford win this weekend. Uh, because he's a douche. All right, let's uh, let's and wrap let, you this. Know, let's let's hope. I mean, doesn't everybody want DC? Don't we want we want the movies to start getting good, right? I think nope. this one will be the best one <laughs> since since the they started the Zack Snyder phenomenon. I think this one's going to be easily the best. I, I think if if yeah, there's a, if there's a that. plus to it is the fact that Zack Snyder doesn't have his hands on it. Yeah, no offense, and God God no bless offense. his family for the tragedy they've gone through, but. Um, I I don't like what he's done. Nope. In the first two movies, uh, the Justice League looks horrendous. Yep. It doesn't it doesn't feel or look like anything that I want to see. I don't know that I'll go see that one in the theater. I think it will compare very much so with the first Captain America movie, which I don't like at all, mm-hmm. and I think is a is a turd. And uh, maybe my least favorite uh, Marvel movie. I think the maybe the worst Marvel movie. If it's in the bottom three. Uh, definitely, and I think this one will be right there with it. Uh, might still be the best DC movie, but will would still be in the like bottom three of Marvel movies. How would you rank it with the Captain America from twenty first century? <laughs> yeah, Matt was it? Who was it? What was the guy's name? Matt Salinger. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah I think you that's nailed it. it. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question about uh, don't don't we all hope that DC makes good movies? Nope. I don't. 
I hope that I, I want them to get worse. Well, I'm such I'm such a mark for Marvel and such a loyalist. I would like it if DC movies got even worse. And it's kind of entertaining to me. Like I, I enjoy like if they're gonna be bad, I want them to be real bad. Well, let me just say this: I love Superman. Yeah, I agree. Is with still that. my I like, favorite. I would comic like to see a good movie. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see a good Superman movie, and we've had a mix of Batman's. Some have been good, and some not so good. Uh-huh. But I would like to see, you know, I would like to see a return. Uh, you know, different takes on Batman. I don't. I just don't think. You know, I think Affleck. He's not directing. I think he should move on and not even essay the role anymore myself you know, distance you know if you're if you're having that big a problem with it just distance yourself strong take yeah says step down <clears throat> affleck hey give it up the <laughs> boss baby says what the boss baby says <laughs> if you're not going to direct then you need to get out of town sure. well all right are we ready to wrap that up yep all right i think that's an episode so oh uh, wait a minute hold on one last thing you, get, sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> June 2nd June 2nd is a great day right it is a great day it's, it's you, Christy's you a, birthday my wife's birthday you have a an investment in June 2nd right I do as do you and I do I do I know uh, several people I mean some of my favorite people were born on June 2nd you want to know who some of those people are Todd Sheen Todd Sheen Christy Martin Christy Martin um, who else you got Stacy Keach okay um, one of your favorite people Stacy Keach Wayne Brady not so much. You're right. Uh, he's okay. He's not bad. Um, I think Alanis Morissette. Maybe not so much. Well, uh, there are a few people out there. And I feel June like 2nd, you're really scraping. I am scraping, scraping the barrel of there's your favorite some, people. There's somebody else, but June second. I think you're making a lot of exceptions. It's in a your magi- favorite. List. It's a magical day. Yeah. But I just wanted to say that on June second. You know, being the summer movie season, I, there's been some nice movies that have yeah. been released over over the years. Oh yeah, you wanted, to, you wanted to say something about yeah. your? Well, obviously this year's Wonder Woman, and I'm not really excited about and Captain that. Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. I will. That'll probably be my my go to though when I when I talk about it. But um, Bridges of Madison County, June second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the breakup. Right. Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. Okay. June second. Jeez. Noah holds barred. June second. Yeah, right. That's well, a, that's at least iconic to a certain extent. Right. <laughs> um, Gave us Zeus. <laughs> and honestly, those are the only ones I can remember because those are the ones that stuck out. But you know, when you're born on the same day as Stacy Keach, <clears throat> there's not enough room for yeah. any more greatness. That's why people don't want to really compete with uh, the celebrations. That's right. <laughs> it, I wouldn't. So. But anyway, uh, and I think there's there's one other one out there, and I just it's 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 kind of gone over my head. But I'll bring it back later. You can bet on that, oh, Missy. Thank goodness. Probably about the time I'm trying to wrap the show up. <laughs> let's pretend. Let's pretend that interruption never happened, Big Al. <laughs> Man, I don't. I don't know any movies that have been ever released on my birthday because my birthday is in the middle of January where all movies go to die. It's normally so, a sewer month for movies, yeah. but you know what? Mine's the end of August. Look at it this way, though. Um, January is the month that most of the Oscar movies, the good, you know, most of the Oscar movies get wide release. Yeah. So you can claim that. Can I? You can also claim, mm. you know, My Bloody Valentine. Um, let's see what else. Hey, let's end this episode. The Forest. I think that'll do it. 
Back to you, Alan. Let's land on a, let's land on a high note. <laughs> all right, uh, guys, thank you all for listening, and thank you for sharing, and please get on iTunes, give us a rating, uh, write a review. It only takes a second, and it does help the numbers. Um, so I think we're going to end it right there for Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, if he'll let me, and uh, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Okay, time out right there. We forgot to make Todd name the movie that we'll be forced to watch next. Uh, So we literally made him phone it in. So if you're the type that likes to play along at home, here is your next Force Watch assignment. So Force Watch this time is going to involve a title called The Greasy Strangler, a new classic, available on Amazon Prime. Enjoy. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie And I know that you will plainly see The biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally